After a long and arduous wait, the postseason's finally here. On today's episode, we're going to talk about a few of the different MAC bowl game matchups, at least at surface level, and then we're going to get into the FSU playoff situation and how we feel about it. We're also going to go ahead and talk about how transfers are affecting these bowl games. You're going to see a lot of MAC players transferring away. A couple of our opponents are going to retain a few more of their players, and we're going to talk about how that can be played in a few different betting lines. But first, freelancer. Welcome to the 21st episode of the Great Lakes Great Iron Podcast. I am your host, Justin. With me today, the gang, Connor and Benji. How are you guys today? Doing good. Ready for episode number two. Yeah, not much has changed from earlier, right, Connor? <laughs> yeah, we literally did another episode like 15 minutes ago. So basically what's happened in that 15 minutes is we've scanned the entire transfer portal. We know where everyone is going to go. <laughs> And I have one more beer than I had 15 minutes ago, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah. What a, what's the What's the beer? Uh, I'm actually trying out. I've never had it, but you know that Blue Moon Light Sky? I'm actually yeah. having the tropical wheat version of that, and uh, I actually kind of like it. Pineapple and orange peel, I'm kind of into that. Contrast the weird outdoor weather we have right now. Yeah. I, 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 do, I do miss the... the I, outside of Blue Moon, I miss like... The orange peel, lemon peel for summer shandy. I, I miss that so much during the winter time. It's not even. Connor, I had a yeah. beer that reminded me of you this weekend. Oh, what was that? I was at Checkers Bar and they had a Three Floyds Brewing Company. You know that? No. I, why should I know that? Well, I think it's in Lansing, Illinois. Like I think you've had some of their beers before, but they had a Three Floyds Stout. And I know you like stouts. I do like my stouts. And actually, uh... you know, for a stout, it actually was really, really good. Not a big stout guy, but it was a really, really good stout. And I was like, I was like, damn, Connor would like this because I because the only time I've ever seen Three Floyds is for their IPA, for their Zombie Dust IPA. And so when I saw it on tap, I was like, oh, let me get it. And it wasn't that. And I was like, damn it, this is a stout, not a. And but it was a good stout. You know who's you know who's really not stout? The Detroit Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the 30th episode of the Detroit Pistons podcast. Uh, the, the question I have for our listeners, and you know, it might have already by the time this comes out, they might have already won against the Grizzlies. Probably not. But um I think we should do a twenty five days of Christmas, but twenty five days of losing with the Pistons. And just take a shot from here on out until they lose. No? Yeah. It would, no. would it stack? Would we have to take an extra... Sh- like, if we lose against the Grizzlies and then we lose the game after we take two shots that day? Yes. Yes, like like starting now. Starting now, the losing streak, you have to take a shot. Well, I'm doing something with uh, my wife and a bunch of her friends. We do this, like, Christmas shot challenge where you take a shot every day during December. Like an so, advent calendar. Yeah. yeah. So I might need to just double up. <laughs> I've done the advent calendar with beers, and that's actually pretty good. That gets you to try some fun stuff, so I'm I'm all about that. Benji, when you do it, you take videos, right, and send it to the friend group? Yep, can I did. You, can you, in the next video, say cheers to the Pistons? 
just every yeah, time. Yes, yes. While, while they're on this losing streak. If they this win... This one's for you, Killian Hayes. <laughs> yeah, this one's for you. <laughs> I, this did, I did. I, I did. Um, a shot of UV blue today. Oh, it was my God. not. It was. It wasn't. Wow. Not, I haven't had that good. since college, when I was yeah. definitely of I legal said, drinking age. I said in the in the in the chat because they they all didn't go to Central or they're not Mac school people. They went to most of them went to Clary uh, University, where my wife went. Right down the street and, from where I live. Yes, in Howell. So um, I go. Yeah. Did you guys ever drink UV grapefruit in college? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, would they say no? No, they had no idea what I was talking about. I was like, yeah, that was like six dollar handles. Oh. <laughs> All those guys are in the transfer portal right now, and that's our pitch: is UV. Yeah. <laughs> you some I'm, UV I'm not... cake. Get, get, getting some UV grapefruit at the mission store. I'm not gonna lie, five dollars for a handle, though, man. Yeah, was it five dollars? It was like close. Five ninety nine. It was five ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, it was five ninety nine. I'm not gonna lie, it was a great deal. <laughs> great deal um but yeah you know next time you do one of these shots say hey killian this is what you make me do and maybe he'll watch and actually like start making some three-pointers so he's been playing well recently so but well, this is a football podcast. it is it is sorry we got off on the tangent there you know on this episode we're going to talk all about the off-season news that has happened so far in the mac you know uh, we're going to talk about you know some transfers returning starters to bowl games you know biggest thing in this episode is going to be bowl games uh, you know, we're going to recap or preview the six that are coming up and, you know, anything and everything to get ready for bowl season. You know, in a future episode, we'll do our season recap with our award list, how our predictions were, etc. But first, let's talk some news and notes from around the league. But before we get into around the league, guys, I forgot, you know, I can't believe I forgot this. You know, my memory's not the best, but I want to talk about the pods, you know, the new pods with the Mac. What do we think about that? I love it. I absolutely love it. I think, really, that's what college football is going to towards, anyways. Getting rid of divisions, so I'm really excited. I, I really, I need a full season to really wrap my mind around it, how it's going to look, because I really have no idea. And that's how it is with the TV, the new TV setup next year. Um, so that'll be interesting. I think this year we kind of college football was kind of changing up. Were in the, you saw a little bit of it. There were some like Big Ten games on CBS, but next year it's like full on. Everything's blown up and changed. So, really excited for the, the pods. All right, Connor. I I was more excited for it before you pointed out some of the geographical inaccuracies of it. I, I still think it's the right way to do things, is with these scheduling pods, and we've seen some of these conferences with the big expansions kind of do weird scheduling things. Uh, the Big 12 has some interesting stuff going on with how theirs works and like certain teams playing certain teams four times in the next four years and then, oh yeah, you're going to play these guys once. I like the pods a lot more. I think that's a lot more future-proof to keep things at least somewhat geographically central for when we eventually absorb all the West Coast teams and become Pac-12, right? <laughs> yep. yep. So, here, so for people that don't know... Um, they, you know, the Mac is scrapped divisions and they're going to pods. Uh, you know, personally, I like that because if you look back at 2021, you look at that Mac championship game, it was NIU versus Kent State. It really should have been NIU versus CMU again. Um, it really should have been. So there's four pods. It's Akron, Buffalo, Kent State. I'm going to call that, guys, the Lake Erie pod. 
if you guys are okay with that. That's I think good. that's a yeah. good, yeah. good, good name for that Lake yep. Erie pod. Um, you've got the Michigan pod or the Mishapod, uh, Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan. That one makes sense, right? That one I like has the Mishapod. I like that Mishapod. So like that one's like that one makes sense. So you have to ha- you can't break them up, right? Here's where it gets a little geographically not sound, and it's the biggest one here. But I don't know what else you can do. Bowling Green, Toledo, perfect, right? That's fine. Northern Illinois in it. That, that to me, that one's like a bit of an outlier. And then the last pod is Ball State, Miami of Ohio, and Ohio. You can't split up Miami of Ohio and Ohio. You can't split up Akron, Kent State, and you can't split up the Michigan schools. So I get that. It's just the Northern Illinois one, guys, is just a really big outlier to me because of how far away it is. Um, I almost want to name that pod the I-80 Toll Road pod. Like I want to like traffic cone pod. That's what that is. It's the traffic cone pod. We have a traffic cone game. That's the traffic cone pod <laughs> because it's I eight. It's just a toll road. But it's it's you know one thing I don't like about it is NIU and Ball State big rivals, right? They play for the Cornstalk Trophy. I hope they keep. I assume they're going to keep that. But like, why wouldn't you want to have that in the same division, right, or the same pod? I it just. I don't know. I don't know. I, I really like the pods because I really divisions are such an archaic thing. I think where it's like, Hey, East versus West, no one cares anymore. It should be the two best teams. You know, you look at like Michigan, Ohio state in the big 10, it really should have been Michigan, Ohio state for the big 10 championship, but that's not how it works. Anymore. That's not how it works right now. Yeah. So this year it would not have mattered for the, for the Mac because Miami of Ohio and Toledo were the two best teams. They were without a doubt. So it would not have mattered this year. But it would have, but you know, it does matter in the past. Like I said, 2021, it would have mattered then. So what do you guys think? Yeah, I I go back to 2018 now, or 2021, where we essentially got screwed out of the championship game when they were the best team in the MAC by far at that point. So I think that'll be good. Um, it curious how it would have worked this year with Ohio. I think with Miami, still probably would have gotten, but its impact on scheduling is what I'm really curious to see going forward. Connor? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with scheduling. I have previously liked protected rivals when it comes to conferences and realignment and things like that. I think with how small we are compared to the mega conferences and the big 20s that are emerging... I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference, but I would like to see some emphasis placed on keeping some of these rivals alive when we see other conferences go away from it. Uh, that could be our way to separate ourselves from the rest of the G5, who all of us are going to have to strive to find ways to make our conferences stand out. Uh, we got Maction. That's great. Let's get more rivalries. Make geo- geolocation more important, right? So, right. eh. The pods are okay. I'm okay with it, but let's let's focus more on the rivalries and see what we can do about that. I really hope that for the the, the Lake Erie pod, those three schools come together and make a, like a Lake Erie trophy. That'd be cool. You know, those three, if whoever's got the best record out of that pod gets the trophy, like how the Michigan Mac schools do it. You know, the Michigan Mac trophy. That's really cool. I think they should do that. Um, you know, I, I saw that the in the end of January, the Mac's going to release the full schedule which is really nice compared to last year, you know, when it came out in July. 
And I think that's starting to be a new college football thing where, you know, and as it should, right, guys, because you want to plan your, if you want to go see a game in Toledo, I would like six, seven months notice, right? Instead of, hey, they just schedule this game. Let's go down there, right? So the only issue I have with these pods is I wish it came out a year later. And the only reason why I say that is because, Connor, you know that Eastern-Western game was a lot of fun. Yep. You know, it was a ton of fun. And Eastern Central is still going to play at, at Ipsy. My question is, is Toledo going to come to Eastern now, right? Is who else, you know, who, um, is Buffalo, uh, I forgot who else Eastern played this year, but really it was the big Toledo game that I was looking forward to this year. Is Toledo still going to come to Eastern and play? And, and in all likelihood, what's going to happen is it's going to be you're going to play two out of three of the other pods, right? Right. That's how it's going to break down. Or... I don't know. It depends on how many conference games. There's a lot of weird stuff, right, with how conferences are supposed to work. So I'm I'm curious what the schedule is going to look like. But yeah, as long as you're playing them two out of every three years, I, I'd be cool with whatever they choose. Right, and you know if you're going to pull a little CMU bias out of here, but if you're playing two out of three of the other pods, you know you kind of hope you avoid Toledo, <laughs> so you play NIU Bowling Green. You kind of hope you avoid Miami of Ohio, so you play Ohio Ball State, and then anyone in that. Lake Erie Pot, it doesn't matter. Give them to me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like I just want to share with the news to you guys that, like I said, end of January is when they're going to release the full schedules. And we definitely should do an episode on the initial reaction of it. Um, but like I said, I would love to go to a Toledo game this year. And I was planning on going to Toledo CMU, but I don't know anymore because I don't know if they're going to play. So little disappointed about that but i think it's good for them. i think it's i'm glad they're finally taking um you know they're being proactive you know instead of reactive because the big 10 still has divisions so um now now that we're done talking about some mac news you guys ready for the the what we've been waiting for to talk about all day with the college football playoff you know after this weekend with the results and everything um so Connor, I'm gonna let you go first here before Benji and I, you know, go on a tirade. But what is your opinion on everything here? So we're we're talking about the playoffs and what happened, and a certain Florida State getting excluded from what should have been their rifle spot in the college football playoff. And while it may not really affect the MAC or we really care, this is huge for college football because we just told a team and a conference that you can be perfect and not be good enough. And that's not really acceptable from anyone's point of view, except for some people on a voting board. And it really sucks to see this happen when we got rid of a system that was based entirely on the vote, then was eventually based on the BCS computers and a little bit of bias in there. And then we got rid of it and we let the teams play on the field. And now, oh yeah, that's not going to matter now. Sorry, an SEC team should get in. So we're going to put them in. And it's extremely frustrating. I feel bad for the kids. I feel bad for all the people playing for FSU because they deserve this. It's more than just a quarterback. Your team is not your quarterback. And yeah, sure, the game was close against Louisville, but also their defense showed up and they played great. So it's very frustrating. I'm just going to keep it short and say that. I don't think it's respectful at all to anyone involved with FSU or to the ACC. And uh, if it wasn't for this 12-team playoff coming up, I don't know if they would have done this. I think they're doing this with the, oh, it doesn't matter. It'll be fine next year. And I don't, I don't like that at all. 
before yeah, I, before Benji goes in, I will say, Connor, I want to just touch on one thing that you brought about with the with the quarterback, right? You know, so it, it's all because Jordan Travis got hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, they're in. Um, hey, Alabama, who benefited the most from this? You had Greg McElroy and AJ McCarron. I wouldn't say they were two great quarterbacks. You know, should you guys have not, you know, have gone to the national title games because they were your quarterbacks? All right, Benji, I'm gonna let you go. So, so. Coming from this at two angles, I think, and I hate saying this, but I do think that committee, I don't know if they got it right because I think Georgia and Alabama, I think Georgia should have been in the playoff. If we're truly talking about best four teams, I think Georgia is clearly one of the best four teams. But I am excited for the Michigan-Alabama matchup. That's going to be a hell of a matchup in the Rose Bowl. It's going to be scenic. It's going to be awesome. Saying that, I do think this was a very monumental decision. And for all the people crying um, about the like national media guys crying about the playoff when they were expanding and how they should stick it with four teams, this is why. It's clearly this is why it always could have it was it was going to shift this way eventually, especially with the transfer portal and where with the talent evening out. Um, this was bound to happen because you have a power five comp. Uh, we have five conferences in the power five. There's only four spots. This is bound to happen. I think it's monumental, and I agree with you, Connor. I think the committee kind of are hiding behind the fact that this is the end of the 14 playoff and thinking people are going to forget. I think this is, this is not going to, it's not going to be like a UCF where they just like kind of joke. They're not jokingly, but they like hang up banners. And like, I think this is going to sit with them for a while. I don't, I don't, I don't think they had a way around it, but because you couldn't, leave, you can't leave out the SEC championship. That's where you kind of get into where you know ESPN has a major stake in the SEC and ACC, but more in the SEC. Um, you had basically two Big Ten teams already in, and then one SEC team in Texas. And I think that's also a narr- another narrative that hasn't been talked about is like with. With how they treated Florida State, they kind of treated Florida State like a Group Five team, in my eyes, uh, because you have two teams that are in the SEC next year. Sorry, next year you got two teams that are going to be in the Big Ten. They kind of just treated the ACC like they're they're not part of those the Power Two. I don't know what what, what do you think, Justin? So, uh, you know, I've been waiting for this part to, to talk about it for, for a while. I'm a, to have a platform to finally talk about this. And I think it's one of the darkest days in college football. Yep. I, I truly I do. agree. Um, Connor, you brought it up. And one of my conspiracy theories is they did this because next year's a 12-team playoff. If it was a 14-team playoff, I have a feeling they put Florida State in to try to keep integrity. But what they did on Sunday was kind of a slap in the face to the regular season of college football because it doesn't matter if you go 12 it shows you it doesn't matter if you go 11 and 0 12 and 0 and you win your conference if you didn't beat 
the right team at the right time, you shouldn't get in. What this does is it sets a terrible, terrible precedent for a group of five schools going forward. It really does. And I don't think people have thought about this, but so going forward, and I think I, I think this is the case, right? But it said the best G5 school gets an automatic bid, right? Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's I, what it, they've said, though. That is, that's that what's is the truth. Oh. Right, right. So, that, yep. so that's the thing. So what if it's an LSU team at 12, a 12 and, you know, a 10 and 2 LSU team that just won the SEC championship or a 12 and 0 Liberty team? Who do you think they're going to put in? They should put in Liberty. Hell, Connor, didn't you say Liberty should be in the in, in the college football playoff? Yeah, I was actually going to save that for after this and say, you know the team that was, you know, Yo, my no bad. I'm sorry, to, sorry to jump that. <laughs> it's a joke. So I, I don't believe that for the public, but yeah, it's funny. They just, I, I, you know, I could go an hour about how bad this is, and I'm not going to try to. I'm going to try to keep this within five to ten minutes. Like I said, I think it's one of the darkest days in college football because it really undermined the regular season. All those regular season games that Florida State played and escaped and won don't matter. It doesn't matter. If you want to put the four best teams in, Put the four best teams in. That's Michigan, that's Ohio State, that's Alabama, and that's Georgia. Maybe Texas over Ohio State, but those are your four best teams. So if you're going to say to me, you're going to look me in the face and say that you're putting the four best teams in, put the four best teams in because Washington's not the best team, okay? I don't think Texas is the best team either, okay? You know, you can make an you can still make an argument that Oregon is a better team than Washington, even though they lost to him twice. You can make an argument that Ohio State is better than is better than Washington, even though they didn't win their conference championship. You can make that argument because that's what the college football committee did, guys. They said the four best teams, not the four most deserving teams, the four best teams. If it's best teams, then why play the regular season? You know, seriously, if you're the four best teams, why do I even start my starters? I'm just going to go 0-12, and, and then, hey, when it comes to the committee, be like, hey, we have 35 stars on our team. We just didn't start them. Oh, you're the best team. Go in. What's the difference? What yeah, is the- it, I think I think their, their criteria is very subjective, and it constantly, because it's so subjective, it kind of changed. I think on Sunday – they put in the four best teams that meet the criteria, which is not ha- have at least one – you have to be undefeated or have at least one loss or no more than one loss winning a conference championship. I think that was – and they there's five teams, and they picked the best four. So what's the point of Florida State even running the table then? Like I said, it literally just undermines their regular season. Sorry yeah, that- exactly. And that's 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 that is what I was getting to. Sorry to cut you off, but that's where the problem with the fourteen playoff has been all along. And they needed to. It should have started off, I think, with six or even eight. I mean, I thought I think twelve is kind of. It'll be interesting to see how how it goes next year because you're going from four to twelve. That's a huge jump. Um, they should have just gone to eight years ago but we've been in this thing for what 10 years and we're still at four it's just wild because this was always gonna happen this this problem was gonna happen eventually and they were lucky the committees are lucky 
that it took this long. They well, and and you know, going back to what Connor said, I truly, truly think that because it's a twelve team next year, they did this. If it yeah, wasn't a twelve team next year, they would have swallowed their tongue. They would have sorry, bit their tongue, swallowed their pride, and put Florida State in to keep the integrity of the four game or the fourteen playoff. Now they can use this as a means of saying, "Hey, look at how bad the four play- team was. Let's go to twelve. You know, use this as free advertisement on how great the twelve is going to be when it's their fault for making the four team bad." And I've got something, one more thing to say, but and this is it. Benji and Connor, if you guys would have texted me on Sunday, you guys saw in the group chat, I said this to you guys, there is no way they were going to leave an SEC team out. I am not no a way. big, I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy. I really am not. Look, I, you know, seeing is believing all that stuff, but there is no way you can tell me that ESPN, who is broadcasting these college football games, who has the contract, the mega, mega, mega million contract, maybe billion contract with college football playoff to air these games, to now air all the 12 games, by or all the 12 teams games next year too, by the way, um, and has a billion dollar deal with the SEC. There is no way you can tell me that this playoff committee, who, again, by the way, is partners with ESPN on this TV deal did not have a little bit of bias that was like, hey, maybe we should put our guys in. Because right now, Benji, I want to let you know, you're right about the SEC having two teams in, in theory, next year. But that money from the college football playoff game here, if they were to put Florida State in, the SEC gets nothing. The SEC gets zero dollars from the college football playoff. And you're telling me ESPN, who is paying the bills, right? Who is who ponied up the money to it? Who is in bed with the SEC because of this billion-dollar con- TV contract they have with them? If you, it's literally their own. They're boosting their own stock value. It's pretty much stock manipulation in a sense. Because if you leave out the SEC, then the SEC isn't as good as the Big Ten, right? That's what you got to think of, right? Like the SEC isn't as yep. good as the ACC because the ACC has a team in. How come the SEC couldn't get it in? Because they're not that good. So then the value of their games go down. The value of the advertisements go down. The value of everything in that contract then goes down. They had to have an SEC team in it to keep the yeah. vested interest of their contract, with stakeholders, all that in. I'm not saying that it's, you know, they intentionally rigged it that way, but I guarantee you one or two of the people on the committee who had a vote thought that way because the people on the committee are getting paid by ESPN too as well, I, I believe. I'm not sure how that works, but it's I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. I think it's just a fact. I mean, I they, don't want to – They wanted they wanted Alabama to go play Michigan. I, I, I mean, mean the, the ratings are going to be through the roof. Although the ratings were going to be through the roof, Michigan versus Florida State, anyways. That's not yeah. the game that they really should care about. It's the Texas Washington game that they should care about with ratings, because I don't know how really good ratings that's going to get. Because you know Texas is a big fan base, but they're kind of a fair weather fan base, right? Like they're not really. Yeah. They're kind of a wine and cheese fan base. They remind me of of pro football in LA. I know that's a very bold take. But when they're not no, good, I they think, don't show I think, up. I think they care. 
They care more. They, they, don't, they don't care at all about football in LA. Sorry, yeah. Mike. Sorry, Mike. Mike <laughs> Bondi. Shout out, shout out, LA Rams. I know we have some LA Rams fans that listen to the podcast, but no, I, I mean, okay, maybe that was too extreme to say that. But they are not – when you think of diehard college football fans – They're not as much as people think. Right. Texas is not a top 10 fan base. Florida yeah. State is more of a top 10 yes. fan base yes, than I Texas agree. is. So that's another reason why it's like, hey, you could have put Texas at four, had that Texas-Michigan matchup. Because I guarantee you if you had Florida State-Washington, not only do you get East versus West Coast and you get that great, you know, across the nation game, like, you know, time zone game and all that, you get a massive fan base in Florida State versus Washington. And you get a massive fan base of Texas going against probably the biggest, if one of the biggest, if not the biggest fan base in Michigan. Yeah. And I also think what played a role into this and this is this is 100% a conspiracy theory, but I think it has some some backing behind it. Last year with that Rose Bowl, remember it was on a Monday. It was Penn State against Utah. It was the lowest rated Rose Bowl in history. You think they, now that it's going to be the, the Rose Bowl is a playoff game this year, do you think they want to, they have to have a ma- major match, matchup well, I mean, I'm uh, still, I'm still saying that Michigan, Florida State still would have been a massive matchup, but they get, yeah, the, but they get the golden matchup, right? Like, I don't think there's, yes. a, I don't think there's a better historic matchup than Michigan, Alabama. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's comparable. I think it's even better than. I think this will be the number one playoff game, right? Or at least top playoff game in the the playoff history right. I since agree. 2014. I mean, I. I I think it's like similar to Alabama Ohio State. That was like a major right, right. matchup. And I I know Clemson and Alabama had some big matchups. But Clemson, but... unfortunately, I listen, Clem yes, it, it did, but Clemson like look, Clemson is just the, their fan base is just not as big as Michigan, not as big as Bama, yeah. it's not big as Ohio yeah. State. It's just not. It's just those not. are two 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 blue bugs. Right. Connor, yeah. you got anything else to add? Uh I will say, so the the Jim Rome like stuff after this uh, the uh washington slanders unwarranted they are definitely a better team than the uh other two they deserved it they, uh, they, they the they're a good team, team. But, yeah um, yeah well okay okay see see you said deserves it but that's not how what they base it off it's not well, deserving. i mean i i i, I didn't i didn't i, I didn't okay. say that anyway I didn't, yeah. They, <laughs> yeah they're 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 legit top four team yeah <laughs> they beat oregon twice that's Right. Look at the strength of schedule. Anyway, um, yeah. So the college football committee for this year um, only had one SEC representative in there, and that was Kentucky's AD. So uh, let's uh, yell at him, I guess. Well, they're not in SEC. They're they play in a different SEC. (laughs) Play in SEC where they can play just uh, like three max schools and yeah, then then uh, Louisville (laughs) and get the win. Yeah. Proud of them. Proud of them for yeah. that one. Yeah. Much more to say on this, honestly. They got screwed. I feel really weird about it. Uh, yeah, it's weird. There's two scenarios, too, right? So now we have the scenario of Alabama or Texas pulls an upset, or they win the national championship, and we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> now what? Or they get destroyed, or they lose, and everyone's like, see, you told you so, and we see some fun tweets from Florida State players. So I'm looking forward to either either option. 
Yeah, um, and, and one last thing too, and I brought it up a little earlier. It just makes me very, very worried about the G five going forward. You know, if they can, you know, flex their muscles to keep out a twelve and zero Florida State team who, you know, who had a Heisman candidate quarterback, you shouldn't hold a quarterback injury against them. You shouldn't. That's not fair, right? Like shit happens. That's not fair. If you hold that against them. You're telling me that a 12 and 0 Toledo team going against a 10 and 2 LSU team for the 12th spot that they're not going to hold that against Toledo? Like, come on! Like, like I understand that they they said right, they said in principle that the best G5 school will get an automatic bid. I don't know anymore, guys. The integrity of them, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. That's just that's it. But you know. Now that I was, now that we were able to vent and talk about the travesty that happened to FSU, let's get into these bowl games, guys. You know, we sent six teams bowling this year, trying to retain our bowl championship crown. Two of the games that start next Saturday, and they put two of the top three teams from the MAC in action. We first game is Ohio versus Georgia Southern in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, and then we have the, yeah, and then we have Miami of Ohio, our champs, in the Avocado. Thanks. <laughs> the vine there guys Av- avocados from mexico cure bowl against app state you know we're just going to give an overview of all these games we're not going to go into them too heavily right now you know give the early lines which ones we're most excited about we'll break it down when it gets closer so next week like i said next week we'll go more in depth on it you know guys the cure bowl the one between app state and miami of ohio is the most intriguing to me oh and, yeah absolutely i mean by far you have you have miami of ohio our crown jewel, you know, the championship going against what is the third best, technically, I guess, technically second best because of the whole James Madison thing, how they don't qualify, couldn't qualify for the Sun Belt, all that stuff, but really third best Sun Belt school. And, you know, for the conference's sake, Miami needs to go out there and dominate. And, you know, I don't think they really have anyone really opting out besides Avion Smith because he's transferring. And do you guys think that means Brett Gabbert is going to come back for the bowl game? No, it's towards ACL. Okay, so they're going to go to the third string for this game. I mean, I I would guess that, that's a good point. Um, but Avion Smith, he might be because you can enter the portal and still play. So that okay. that'll be something to watch. You know, just seeing this at three thirty ABC, that'll be a lot of fun. It's uh. Avocados from Mexico. Um, <laughs> yep. We're playing, and it's going to be at FBC Moore Stadium in Orlando, home of once home and forever home of my Orlando Apollos. Taking <laughs> um, won won the AAF, only champions. Uh, but yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun to watch. I see tickets are twenty seven dollars. If I lived in the area, I know Spencer Marucci kind of lives down in the Tampa area. Man, I'd be going. I would drive to that, go to that game. It's gonna be Absolutely. a great group G five matchup. Absolutely, why not go? Yeah, you know, I've always been mixed on the do I want my top teams in the G five playing each other, or do I want them playing you know some mid tier Big Ten school? And I still don't know the answer to that, but I love this matchup, so I'm kind of cool with it here. Uh, App State opened up minus four and a half on this one. Over under is forty eight and a half. Uh, I will be playing Miami of Ohio in this one, regardless of the quarterback situation, because it didn't really matter last week, did it? 
No, they're well, defensive. I, I think that four and a half is worth hitting. Uh, I might sell a point too, get three and a half, see what we get. If you get an extra 10, that'd be great. But yeah, I uh, actually am kind of looking forward to this game. This is definitely my favorite of the early slate of bulls. And like I said, we'll we'll cover more about it when we get into it. It's all the way up to five and a half now, by the way, for Miami oh, of Ohio. Just giving me free money. I mean, honestly, buy it all the way to seven. You know, buy a touchdown if you can. Um, and then, so like I said, we'll go into that game next week when we do the episode next week. Um, but the next game we've got to talk about, you know, is the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Ohio. You know, Ohio is a four-point underdog to Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern was in the was the worst in the East Division of the Sun Belt, and one of their six wins came against Ball State in an absolute thrashing. Connor, you remember that Ball State game where we said, oh, Ball State plus three. There's not a chance they can lose this game. <laughs> and they lost by 40. Well, Ohio needs to do the Mac a favor and get revenge for Ball State for the conference and take care of business. And I will say this, even though it says Ohio is a, you know, an underdog, I, you know, to me, it would be a very bad loss if they lost this game because they should win this game. In my opinion, obviously not according to Vegas, but they should win this game. Like you're the third best team in your conference going against maybe the worst bowl eligible team in the Sun Belt. You got to win those types of games. You have to. It's because of transfers that it shifts so much. You're going to be without Rourke for this game probably. So that's why. Did he enter the portal? Yeah, Rourke's in the portal. But it's just, I know, but. (sighs) We're talking about, you know, last year's player of the year. I know, yeah. I know, I know. But it's I mean, no offense to Ohio this year. There were some games where, you know, work didn't really matter, right? So they, yeah. e- either way, right? Like, uh, yes, quarterback's super important. They still should win this game. My favorite part about doing a little bit of a look for this game before it was, you know, in my head, every time I see Georgia Southern, I think triple option. And they haven't yeah, been that too. way for a little while now. And then I was like, wait, they have a quarterback with nearly 3,500 yards? <laughs> Oh man, wow. times have changed. Am I old? Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. one and no, one remember, and one seventh of that game, uh, those yards came against Ball State when he threw for like five hundred and five. When I hear George see Georgia Southern, I think uh, Jarek McKinn running the triple option as their QB <laughs> against um, Florida. Remember they beat Florida one of those when, years when Florida blocked themselves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. I think that was the game. It was the game. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know who we're forgetting about, though? The Georgia Southern GOAT? Say Young Wei was So I was literally about to say, like, oh, hey, they have a kicker on their roster. Can't wait to see him in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know he, actually score, he actually scores points for the Falcons, unlike B. John and Kyle <laughs> So the next two bowl games are the teams that snuck in with wins on the last day of their regular season. That is NIU and and Eastern, you know, NIU plays Arkansas State. This is the most intriguing matchup to me. But oh, Butch, right, Butch made a bull, right, in a game that Forever. the and in, in in a game that the early lines have as a pick'em. I want NIU to win for the conference, but we should know who the head coach of Arkansas State is. And Benji spoiled it already. But I was gonna say, and he knows MAC football, especially NIU very well. He will know they have a gritty defense. You know, again, too early to break it down. Noon. December 23rd on ESPN. Um, like I said, that's 
that's actually not the most intriguing matchup I have personally, but it's probably the best on paper because it's, you know, it's a pick It's an even game. And yeah, Butch Jones, former CMU head coach in a bowl game against a Mac team. Let's see how it goes. Good for him because that it wasn't looking good there. No, it wasn't. The last two years. They were three and nine, and then I think <laughs> two and ten. Ooh. Yikes. Connor, what do you think? Yeah, it's uh it's gonna be a close one. Uh Arkansas State's starting a freshman quarterback who actually was on the recruiting list for Miami of Ohio. And he was a oh. finalist with Miami of Ohio. So yeah, kind of interesting to see a name that I saw previously in the offseason pop right back up here. So kind of cool. Uh, I'm just going to be a homer and say that I already, I just think NIU is going to win. And uh, there's nothing to that. That's it. I just well, believe. Like I said, this is early, right? You know, yep. give us like a week or two to research and do all this stuff and we'll give you the breakdown on it. But this, these are our early, early predictions. Benji. Yeah, Anything I think else? I'll go. Rocky Lombardi is going to tear Arkansas State up. This, this, game. Is, this game actually has, despite NIU having, you know, a great defense and, you know, not the best offense in the world, this has the highest total out of all the MAC games, MAC bowl games at 53 and a half. Dang, that's like so. two Iowa games. <laughs> I think, Connor, I, Connor, I think that's like four Iowa games. <laughs> Guys, remember that bar? They're still drinking until they score. So, uh, <laughs> so, but so the next game, guys, uh, you know, this is the battle of the CMU of you lost to CMU. This is this is that bowl game. Uh, this is the most intriguing matchup to me. It's the '68 Ventures Bowl between Eastern Michigan and South Alabama. Like I said, this is the same South Alabama team that lost to CMU earlier in the year. Uh, you know, Eastern lost to them as well. And guys, this is massive. Eastern opens as a 16-point underdog. You know, Austin Smith, the starting quarterback for the Eagles, he's transfer. He entered his name into the transfer portal. Who knows if he'll play? But my initial thing is 16 points is a lot against a Chris Creighton coach team. You know, I, I think I would take, you know, I might even sprinkle some on that money line too. Because Easton's been really good in bowl games. Yeah, they have. They I forgot who they played, but they played in the bo- the potato bowl last year, and they played really well. And they won, right? Um, yeah, yeah, they yeah. won by like, two touchdowns. I think. Yeah, I think I might have to go money line it's Saturday night, at seven p.m. down in Mobile. I think they'll it be is ready a home, to go. It is a home game for South Alabama. It's pretty Do much they, a home. They play. They play in Mobile. Yeah, I think they play. Yeah. So it's a home game for South. I think they might be playing in their same stadium. Connor, can you fact check that? Or I'm working on it. Okay, they do. They are in Mobile because I remember from when they traveled down there for that. That's ridiculous. That's like USC when when USC would play in the Rose Bowl. All the yep, time. it's it's at South like, Alabama. Oh stadium. my god, it is. That's yep. hilarious. It's a home game for South Alabama. And they're the it's away at, team, aren't they? Yeah, it's a glorified <laughs> home game for South Alabama. You know what? That didn't stop Central. You're right. That didn't stop uh, Central. So, where did South Alabama finish? Six and Sorry, six. I'm down in, uh, they finished six and six. Yikes. And they were kind of remember. They almost, talk- beat, they almost beat JMU. But I'm saying, kind of, you remember we talked about this. South we Alabama did. was supposed to win this, uh, win the Sun Belt. 
Yeah, they were, it was a huge mess in the Sun Belt this year. They have the most bowl eligible teams, and then they were all basically six and six in the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got ten bowl eligible teams, which is great for them. But how many of them are elite? Right? Like, how many of them are actually good? So, like I said, sixteen point dogs. I'm sprinkling money line. Connor, what do you got? Yeah, I'll probably be doing the same thing as you because it's just come on any teams in the g5 playing each other like this right who aren't that far off you you can't be doing two touchdowns on this no way no way um and it is interesting because like i i do think south alabama is the better team and just like i thought they were better than central right and then things happened and south alabama's lost to texas state another six and six team i believe uh not the best either so I don't know. It all depends on which South Alabama team shows up and uh, if EMU is really, really the team they've been the last couple of weeks. I mean, sure, they went to that double overtime game against Akron, but they won it, right? Right. And I want to see if Austin Smith is playing because, Benji, if you say you can trans, like you can enter your name in the transfer and still play, I want to see if he's still playing because if he's still playing, this line should be eight or nine because that's, you know, just that's yeah. just just starting quarterback. Just so, run the ball. Yeah, I think it really depends. I think it really depends. I think a lot of times, probably with G5, you probably would tell guys, hey, you can come play. Um, just we'd love to have you back, but I understand that you're going on the portal to see what's what your options are. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the last two bowl games we're going to talk about are the Quick Lane Bowl between Bowling Green and Minnesota and the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl between Toledo and Wyoming. I think we all know which one I find the most interesting. You know, Bowling Green and Minnesota. Nah. Nah. <laughs> not, that's, no, not even close. Toledo and Wyoming is awesome, guys. That's going to be an awesome game. And it's going to be an absolutely awesome game. You have the second best Mac school going against the third best, potentially second. Could have been best Mountain West school uh, in a game where both schools had great seasons, but maybe didn't live up to the expectations fully. You know, Daquan Fenn transferred from Toledo. Doesn't know if he, you know, don't know if he's going to play. How does that affect them? Jason Candle's the head coach of his now. Does he get poached? So many storylines just on the Toledo end of this, right? Because, you know, we said at the beginning of the year that it's championship or bust for Toledo. And I said it meaning they win it, not getting to it. Because, Connor, you, you said they got to it, so it's not a disappointing year. I still think that they were like it's all or nothing. But this game's December 30th, you know, day before New Year's, before the whole madness. So enjoy. You know, this will be a nice game to enjoy. And right now it's a pick em, guys. It's Toledo minus um, minus 115 money line. So it's th- th- this is going to be a good game. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going probably Toledo money line, and I would do the over too. You doing um, the over at forty five? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Man, I um, got burned by a few of those Toledo overs towards yeah, the stretch the there. One. <laughs> yeah, the CB one. Yeah, the CB one. What was that? Fifty three. I think so. Something think, like that. Yeah. And I think it ended up at like forty five or forty four, something like that. It was forty eight. Forty eight. Thirty one yep. seventeen. Yeah. Connor, what do you think? Uh, I'm going with Toledo here for sure because uh, we're a biased podcast. But no, I'm actually doing it because I'm not impressed by Wyoming. I, I don't actually like this as much as the other game, to be honest with you, which is probably wow. a minority take. But they've lost Wyoming. This is has lost every game they played against an actual good team in their conference. They have not beat any of the good ones. 
So I am not as confident in them as I think other people are, or as the ratings would say. So yeah, I just kind of not super happy that Toledo got paired up like this. I would like to see more of this. This was one where I really thought they would get some sort of Big Ten opponent or maybe something from a Power Five school. But I would man. have loved Toledo versus App State. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that actually would have been pretty cool. That okay, I wish that would have happened. And then, and then you have Miami versus Wyoming here. I think because Wyoming plays good defense, you know, and so I think that would have been a nice slugfest. But you I would know, have liked GM, GMU and Toledo. <laughs> I, I would have loved to see that too. I also would have liked to see Toledo in a in a New Year's Bowl if they would have won the dang game. But whatever. Yeah, they really cost the conference a lot of money. They really did. Uh. You know, the last game we're going to talk about here is Connor's most intriguing matchup out of these last two. You know, live from Detroit, uh, December 26th, day after Christmas at 2 p.m. I might try to go to this, Connor. I don't I'm know if you're th- trying. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, there's some conversation happening. Yeah, we, we got to figure out the logistics on this. And, you know, because right after Christmas, there's a Pistons game on. We'll see if they keep, keep losing. You know, we might as well just go to see the losing streak continue if it continues that far. Like, <laughs> yeah. at that point, it's just a comedy show. Um, you know, but Minnesota is in this game yet again. They were there in 2019 when they played Georgia Tech in Paul Johnson's last game. And they got in at 5-7. and seven. How do we feel about that to begin with, guys? Like, that's... I hate yeah. when five and seven teams get in. Minnesota had a weird year because I was, you know, they beat Iowa for like the first time in a long time. They won the pig. Then they beat Michigan State pretty handily. And then they lost four straight to end of the year. They lost to Purdue, which is a team they were better than, I think. Lost to Illinois at one point. Competed with Ohio. Yep, they lost to Northwestern. Competed with Ohio State for getting blown out. And then lost by two scores to Wisconsin. Early on, I think this Minnesota would be a, a great place for Daquan Finn. Ooh, I'm curious I like where what happens there. But I mean, if if they if was if Minnesota doesn't win this game, it's not looking good for PJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Connor, you go on this game because you find it the most intriguing, and I'll finish up with it. Yeah, I do find it intriguing. So uh, this is going to be Basilac's last ride, I believe. I think this oh, is it, Connor. That's so, sad. So uh, we're going to have to end that segment where I pretend to be another Connor, but I'm sure we'll find one somewhere for me to. Did he enter this. the portal? Uh, no, I think he's done. Done. Yeah, I think he. I think he, he ran out he of COVID years. Yeah. No, because I think he was a freshman. I thought he was a freshman. Okay. No. Oh, he has, oh shit! He has one more year. Oh, Connor, you're back, man. How did? They okay, so this is this is cool. So uh if you if you look at college football websites and stuff for the actual teams themselves on the university page, they all use the same people to make the website. This one is the only one I've ever seen where it just says on the top years of eligibility remaining and it press it puts a number in there. Which that is which, uh, amazing. And for him it's side? two, which means this year and next year. The uh Bowling Green University page. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've never seen someone do that. I bet it's because everyone's searching for transfer stuff right now, and it's right there. Uh, so for now, he's actually going to play in this, and it's not the end, which is amazing, and they're going to win this game then. Because uh, <laughs> I, okay. I, so I'm legitimately excited right now. Seriously, Minnesota was terrible at the end of the season. They were awful. Bowling Green yeah, fought every single opponent that they played, either won or barely lost to Toledo, and they were 
a completely different team than they were early in the season. And Bazelak stopped throwing picks. So I am all over this. I love this, actually. And Tehran Keith has been fantastic through these games, and he's an amazing special teams guy who's now running the ball like crazy, too. So I would not be surprised to see that guy start to get that real draft buzz that he's going to be getting. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I'm all over Bowling Green now. I'm about to go take out a mortgage on a house I don't own. <laughs> Bowling Green's plus four. Uh, they're actually the underdogs in this against uh, five and seven Minnesota team. Uh, Benji brought up the PJ Fleck thing, and that's the only reason why I think I'm going to stay away from putting money on this game is because, you know, PJ Fleck, former Western Michigan head coach, he knows about the Mac. He knows Bowling Green's going to be ready. He knows that coaching staff. He knows what it takes to beat them and all that. He's going to have his guys ready, and he can't. I, I think they'll play a good game. And, and, and Benji, you put it you put it spot on, though. He can't lose this game. Like, yeah. I'm not saying he's on the hot seat, right, because it is Minnesota. Who else are you going to get better? I don't know, Jason Candle, but I didn't say that. Um, anyways. That would be a great fit. Yeah, Jason I love that. Candle. That would be an immaculate fit, I think. Mm-hmm. And look. I'm biased against PJ Fleck. He's probably a great guy, all that. He went to Western. You know, got I I gotta dislike him. But you have to say, Benji, you put it spot on. That season for them has been very, very up and down, right? Beating Iowa. At one point, they were projected to go to the Big Ten championship game. And then they lose yeah. the, and then they lose to Illinois. And then they lose to Northwestern. Remember remember when they went like eleven and two? Oh, during the fake year? No, no not that, the was, fake that was that was twenty nineteen. Yeah, because they because they uh they didn't play Michigan or Ohio State. They played Penn yeah. State at home and caught a bad Penn State team at home yeah. and beat Penn State. It, it's it like that was like ten years ago, right? And it you know, kind of a hot take here, but I and you guys have been you guys have seen me say this in our in our football group chat. Those were Jerry Kill's kids. That was his recruiting class that he took in 2019 because Jerry Kill, what, was like, you know, Western, they had that year, what, 2016, 2017 was when they went undefeated, guys? I think it was 2016. So if 2019 was the year that Minnesota went 11-2, and that's, you know, third year. That's not really all of P.J. Flex's kids. That's a lot of Jerry Kill. And I think Jerry – Yeah, I think he he inherited Tyler Johnson – but I think he inherited um, Rashad Bateman, didn't he? No, he. Re- I think they recruited Rashad. Gee, Rashad Bateman, okay, but but either either way, I think Jerry Kill's a better head coach than PJ Fleck, and it's kind of showing, right? Jerry Kill didn't have another five and seven season, and the only reason why Jerry Kill had to go was because of health complications. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he had. He had. He. Minnesota did the right thing. I'll just. Leave it at that. Yeah. Anyways, I'm excited for this game. You know, I, yeah. I'm i in, like I said, I'm more intrigued about the Toledo Wyoming game just for the stature of the two programs, you know, with it being third best Mac, uh, Mountain West versus second best Mac. But Connor's talking me into getting more intrigued about this Bowling Green game, especially because Connor, we got to see, like, I even want to go to this game more now just because I want to see Connor and Connor. Connor, like, if you get a chance, can you do the Spider-Man meme to Connor? Yeah, I would love to, like, meet him and just say, hey, I've been imitating you on this podcast listened to by about 30 people a week. Uh, (laughs) Have fun next year. Good luck. And he'll say, okay, thank you. 
Yeah, he'll be like weirded out by it. Well, he's like super worse. like fangirly. <laughs> he's probably heard worse, honestly. Yeah, he played yeah, in honestly. The SEC. Yeah. yeah, he yeah he played in the SEC <laughs> where they tried to get a coach fired for cheating on his wife that he didn't cheat on. Shout out Auburn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But is there anything else we want to add? You know, we're sk- uh, we're, we're going to skip the where are they now segment due to the, yeah. the double recording tonight, and you know we're going to bring it back next week and then some. But anything else you guys want to want to add? Nope. Uh, Army Navy this weekend. Oh yeah. So if take you, the under. Yeah. So this is an option game. This is another one of those amazing Iowa over unders of twenty seven and a half right now. It has dropped all the way from 32 and a half to 27 and a half under the unders continue to hit on all of the games like this. So you might as well take the under. The other thing that I would be writing here is the spread right now is two and a half army minus two and a half. I would go all over that. Their wins recently are very impressive against air force and coastal Carolina. I love that. Uh, it sucks. Cause I'm a Navy person, but you know, Sometimes you gotta, too, but yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta do it, and I love triple options, so I will be watching this. <laughs> what did what did uh, Navy end up this year? So they are both five and six right now. Ooh, oh, I cannot. I, I watch this game every year. I love it. So I'm excited. Listen, I gotta go. Is on that up. and this is the last? Well, we'll keep doing this game, but it was. Well, they're both sad in the watch, next year. Yeah, it yeah. was kind of sad watching the last SEC and CBS game. Look, I, I they I'm brought gonna, back Uncle Vern and I did man, it was emotional. <laughs> I'm gonna go on a little rant here. How this is how bad the NCAA is and how unpatriotic they are. They put a five and seven Minnesota team over a five and seven Navy or Army team. How unpatriotic is that? Yeah, ridiculous. I yeah. actually I don't know how this actually works. It's just whoever's the best of the three makes the armed forces bold, right? And since it was always going to be Air Force, it was Air Force. Yes, I okay. believe so. But if but if Navy or Army, if either of these two win, they're bowl eligible. They go to a bowl game. So let's kick out Minnesota, like right, right. now. Right, that's what I'm saying. So if, if listen to the NCAA, if you don't kick out Minnesota for one of these two schools, whoever wins, you're un American. Okay, amen. amen. Yeah, how can you not have? A military academy replace a team that, which by the way, they're gonna one of these teams is gonna get six wins, so they deserve that bowl game way more than PJ Fleck does. Yeah. <laughs> but that'll be it, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode. Hey, go Navy this weekend. We'll go be Navy. back next week to break down more. The army. Bet the under. Love the triple option. Love the pageantry of the game. But uh, we'll be back next week to break down more bowl games. But until then, enjoy this weekend.